Jeff started last week on the Holy Spirit. Uh, and I started talking about the fact that um, he's the one in charge of the church today. And the church does not recognize it. They always go to Jesus, 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 Jesus. There's nothing wrong with that. But he's here. He's here with us. The Holy Spirit. Jesus said, I'm going to bring another comforter. Another comforter will take my place. He is in charge of what the church is doing. And the disciples recognize it. They switched. They switched from talking to Jesus and dealing with the Holy Spirit. The church doesn't do that. We don't talk to the Holy Spirit. No wonder we are not where we're supposed to be. We need to learn to do that. Uh, I didn't forget. Psalm 50 verse 4. <laughs> you don't have to stand. We can say it wherever you are. <laughs> The Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned, that I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as the learned. The Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious, nor did I turn away. Amen. That's so good. It's the word of God. Today, I want to start with the same message. There's honor for the Holy Spirit. In defense of praying in tongues. In defense of praying in tongues. As a pastor, I've had people very offended in our church because I spoke on speaking in tongues. They didn't like it. They left. Okay, good. (laughs) Those who like it will come. Because it's the word of God. I don't apologize for it. Because I know what that's done for me as a believer. I didn't have formal training. God trained me. I could do things, pastors with formal training, when I, way back, with formal training that they didn't understand. I had to teach them. Because the Holy Spirit taught me. As I prayed in tongues, I determined years ago, I would do this every single day, one hour. Everything changed. My understanding of the word of God changed. I was in the Holy Spirit school. And he taught me. So I can teach people. My work came with results. The pastors just, they speak. But I was able to do things they couldn't do. And they would ask me, how did you learn this? Let me show you. And I take them to scriptures. And I don't want to pastor a church where the people don't understand that the Holy Spirit is the one in charge. No. We have to recognize that he's here with us. And he loves every one of us just like Jesus did. He is making the same sacrifice. He was the one that raised Jesus from the dead. Why? He wanted to let Jesus go back to heaven and he take over. And he is with us today. And we need to get to know him. Just like the disciples got to know Jesus. He takes the place of Jesus and then they switched, like I said, and they went back to, Jesus, to the Holy Spirit and dealt with the Holy Spirit. They, when they had questions, they will go to Jesus when he was here. But when they had questions, they went to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit dealt with them. They said, we are witnesses and so is the Holy Spirit that God has given to us. And they said, where is the Holy Spirit? We see you, you are witness, but where is he? They knew where he was. We don't as Christians. We need to know the Holy Spirit. Man is a speaking spirit. 
man is a speaking spirit. The reason for that is he was created in the image of God who is his spirit. And he is also a speaking spirit. Only spirit beings use language. Truly. Only spirit beings use language. Angels use language. Demons are spirit beings. Angels are spirit beings. They use language. Angels, uh, uh, demons also use language. They are spirit beings. How could you be tempted if they don't use language? They speak to you and they know the languages of the earth. They are spirit beings. We are limited, but we can learn other languages. But animals don't use language. They are different from us. They are not spirit beings. So it's different. Language is very important. That's how God created the world. Let there be. Language. Words. And only humans use words. On the earth. Animals don't speak. You can train them to say a few words, but they, don't know. they can't really express their, the richness of their experience in language. They can't tell you how they feel. Only man can do that. Because he was created in the image of God. That's why he's able to do that. And there's been research to see whether animals actually use language because you see them respond back and forth, but they don't use language. And, and in the research, one man, uh, his, his name is uh, Dr. William J. Cromie, said, birds sing, chimps uh, grunt, whales whistle, but these sounds fall short of expressing the richness of their experiences. Their lack of language goes to the question of why humans have it, but other animals do not. They don't. Uh, he says animals. I don't, I don't believe I'm an animal. I was created in the image of God. But he's a researcher. Animals don't. Only humans, because we, are, we were created in his image. So language is very important. And you can see the importance of language when God created the world, but also when they, the people of the earth at that time wanted to build a, a, a tower up to the heavens, whereas God has commanded them, I want you to spread around the world. What did God use to scatter them? Language. Language. He used language, words. That's what he says. In Genesis chapter 11, verse 6 through 8, this is a series, and I'm going to teach. I have a lot to say about this. Because I've written a book about this. But I want to share with you. It says, and the Lord said, indeed, the people are of one. And they have one language. When the people speak the language, the same language, they have become one. Language was what tied them together. Because when there is communication, there is good work in the workplace. If I cannot speak to you, if you speak to me in the workplace, pick, give me that uh, chair in a language that I don't understand, you'll never get that chair. It's not going to come to you. you got to speak the same language. And so God used language here to scatter them. He says, the people are one and they have one language. And this is what, and this is what they began to do. Now, nothing that they propose to do will be withheld from them. And God says, come, let us go down and there confuse their language. See that? 
His language. God confused their language and they couldn't get the job done. Because one said in one language, give me that stone. And the other guy said in another language, what are you talking about? And the guy said, what happened to you? And he said, what happened to you? They couldn't work. They couldn't work. You see, Adam, after he sinned, his nature changed. From being a son of God to a son of the devil. He couldn't communicate with God. He would rather stay away from his presence. The richness of his communication with God, he lost. He couldn't communicate with God. And so you. So you. You can't communicate. You can communicate to a certain level. But that's not what God wants. He said, I want the people who worship me to worship me in spirit and in truth. Not just in spirit, but in truth. You can communicate in, in the normal language, natural language, but you cannot reach the fullness of communication unless you pray in the spirit. Or communicate with God in the spirit. You cannot do it. It's not there. It's not there. Language. You see, after Adam seen this language, his tongue changed, he, became, he knew now good and evil. Before he didn't know that. So now his language is filled with both life and death. Good and evil. His language now changed. He now could speak words that would destroy himself. That's what the Bible tells us. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Right? In the power of the tongue. And those who love it will eat its fruit. So if you speak negative things against your life, from the natural, you're destroying your own life. That's what the scripture says. You can't change that. It's already been established in heaven. You cannot change it. The more you speak evil against your own life, and I shared it in one of our videos, you probably see it. When you curse yourself, God says everything is going to change for you. When you start speaking things against your own life. Scripture. It's scripture. So God decided, I am going to restore a new language. Zephaniah chapter 3. It tells us that. Verse 9. For then I will restore. I will restore to the peoples. Notice not the people, not just Israel. Everywhere in the world. I will restore to the peoples a pure language. So what does that mean? When Adam sinned, his language became impure. There is a pure language. I need to restore to the people a pure language that they all may call on me to call on the name of the Lord and to serve him with what? One accord. I will restore, meaning they lost their original language. Those are not my words. That's God's words. They didn't have the language God wanted. So God is going to restore what they lost. When Adam was in the garden, I told you, he, something changed in his name. He couldn't communicate because he lost his original language. And God says, to restore means to bring back what you had before. God restored what we lost in, in Eden. And now we have a new language that's given to us. And it says, to worship him in what? One accord. One accord. 
You cannot worship God if, if, if you have a church where everyone is praying in tongues so much. Believe me, there will be so much unity. But then when you have a church where the Holy Spirit is set aside, what you have is some people feel this way and others feel that way and no one is getting the Spirit. But the Spirit can, through the pure language, we can all become one accord in the Spirit. That's why I want to emphasize it. And we agree what God should do for us. And the Bible says, if two shall agree concerning anything, that they shall ask, God will do it. And when we pray in the Spirit, all we become one-minded. We speak the same language. We speak the same words, even in the natural, because the supernatural overtakes the natural. And so we are all in agreement, and if someone says something, say, well, I wanted to say that. That's what I was thinking, because the Holy Spirit is working. But when we depend on the flesh and our eloquent speech, when we pray in our natural language, uh, that goes to a little bit. A little bit will happen, but there still will be division among the people. When in the early church everyone was praying in tongues, guess what they said? They were like one person, one accord. And God was doing, I mean, amazing things among them. People were getting healed. Shadows of Peter, the shadow of Peter healing people. Because the people were like one. They considered everything as one. Why? They understood the gift of the Holy Spirit and praying in other tongues. And so there was unity there, and the Spirit of God was moving excellently. (laughs) If you're getting something out of me, can I say hi? Because you guys are real quiet. Can I say hi? Can you say hi to me, please? Thank you so much. Now I feel good. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Maybe you're just listening so hard. (laughs) Maybe that's what it is. I don't know what it is. But this 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 is the Scriptures. We're missing that in the church. We're missing that. We need to get back to that. We need to get back to our roots. And let God use every one of us. God will do that. So they were to serve him. Notice, not just worship him, but serve him. They are both worshiping and serving him with one accord, in one agreement. No one is dissenting. Everyone is in one, agree- one place, one mind. That's what the Holy Spirit can do among us. That's what the Holy Spirit can do among us. If we give him his place in the church, that's what he will do. Everybody will be well, everybody doing well, because everybody's mind focused on doing what God wants. Some people coming up with ideas. They say, I was thinking, I wish I could do that. Can I join you, brother? Because that's what I want to do. Yeah, you can join me, because we have one, one mind. But when we take the Holy Spirit out, we're just going by what we understand. Do not lean on your own understanding. But trust in the Lord with all your heart. Your heart is your new spirit, your born-again spirit. And the Holy Spirit says in Ezekiel chapter 36 that the Spirit will come in you, the Holy Spirit will come and cause you to walk in His statutes, and you will keep His judgments and do them. The Holy Spirit does that. Not you. He will cause you to do it. You do it, but He's the one guiding you. That's what the Bible tells us. Listen, Acts chapter 2 verse 1 to 4, it says, we talk about one accord, it says, with the, the, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly, suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole, the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them 
divided tongues. It's different. When the Holy Spirit appeared to Jesus after his baptism, what was he like? The dove. This is different. You're not Jesus. When he baptizes you, it's tongues. What is he saying? You should speak in tongues. In the face of tongues. Jesus didn't speak in tongues. He didn't. He came as the Savior. He didn't need to speak in tongues. He had the original language. Hello? He was like Adam, son of God. He didn't need tongues. He could communicate with his father. But we, (laughs) that's a different case. (laughs) We need tongues to communicate effectively. That's why the Holy Spirit appeared on the day of Pentecost. What I will want is the same dove that appeared when Jesus was baptized. No. Tongues. Tongues of fire sitting on every one of them. And I'd like to remind the Catholics, please don't be offended. Mary was there too. Mary and Jesus is, read Acts chapter 1. Mary received the Holy Spirit. Who, who do you think you are? You don't need it. You're so holy. You don't need to speak in tongues. Well, Mary spoke in tongues. So did James, the brother of Jesus. We all need it. Understanding scripture. No one teaching you. But the Holy Spirit, as Jesus said, when he comes, he will guide you into all truth. And this is truth. I know this is truth. The Holy Spirit appeared to them in tongues. That's what the Bible tells us. They, verse 3, Then they appeared to them, divided tongues as of fire, and one sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave utterance. Notice in verse 1, it says, When the day of Pentecost was fully come, what were they like? They were all with what? One accord. One accord. Just like Zephaniah chapter 3 verse 9. One accord. It's very important. You don't have to emo- be emotional at this. No. Truth. It works every time. If you accept it, it will work for you. If you don't, it will be a mystery to you. And you don't want anything out of it. Just like the Bible says in First uh, Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. The natural man cannot receive the things of God. It's foolishness to him. What is he talking about? That's silly. That's what happens. When that happens, you're blind. You're still blind. And in the, in, in the flesh, you cannot understand spiritual things. But when the Holy Spirit gets into your life, everything changes. Your desire for God changes. There are a lot of people believing that Christians, you know, Peter himself reminded them on the day of Pentecost. This is what he said when he preached to them on the day of Pentecost. He says, then Peter said to them, repent and let every one of you, every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus for the remission of sins. That's baptism by your pastor. That's not baptism by Jesus. 
John the Baptist said, I baptize with water, but there's one coming after me. I can't deal with his shoes. I can't even touch his shoes. But he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. The two baptisms. One by man and one by Jesus himself. And when he baptizes you, he baptizes you with the Holy Spirit. And that's what Peter was saying to them. Believe, repent, and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. That's the first thing. Baptize first for the remission of sins. For the remissions of sins. Remission of sins. I say it again. For the remission of sins. That's what it says. For the remission. And you shall receive. So remission of sins. And then you receive the Holy Spirit. How? Just like they did. If it's different, it's not the Holy Spirit. They received and they spoke in tongues. If you receive, you speak in tongues. If you don't speak in tongues, you haven't received. That's the way it works. That's not my words. This is scripture. That's scripture. God wants those to worship him in spirit and in truth. Not just in the natural. You can worship God in the natural, but God wants it in the spirit. And only the Holy Spirit can cause you to do that. That's just the truth. You know, some people say, well, uh, speaking in tongues is of the devil. <laughs> if the devil can cause me to serve God more, give it to me. <laughs> if the devil will make me want to be in church every day and to worship God and call on God, bring it to me, I want it. There are thousands of people all over the world that speak in tongues. It never stopped. It never stopped. Thousands of people all over the world. You know, in America, we're kind of skeptical. In Africa, they love that tongue thing. Oh, yes. They love it. They speak in tongues like crazy. Because (laughs) even a, a, a Catholic priest, said they, they were trying to stop him from helping the people. He says, if we don't do this, they will all leave our church and go to the other church. That's in Africa. They leave your church because they see you as powerless. You don't have it. <laughs> you can't help me. They go to the next church where the spirit is. Even if it's false spirit, they don't care. It's spirit. <laughs> they don't want this natural stuff. We want spirit. And we, the believers, we're going back there to try to tell them, hey, there is a difference between the spirit of God and this other spirit. But they like spirit. And they like tongues. Amen. Amen. That cannot be. The devil cannot make you to worship God if you receive the Holy Spirit speaking tongues and that's the, of the devil. That doesn't make sense. This is what Jesus said. In Mark chapter 3, 23 and 24, it says, So he called them to himself and said to them in parable, How can Satan cast out Satan? If the kingdom is divided against itself, the kingdom cannot stand. If Satan gives you tongues so you can worship God, he's going to destroy his kingdom. He's not going to be able to do that. It's silly to hear people say things like that. That's of the devil. How do you know that? Can the devil make somebody want to worship God? Want to evangelize and bring people to Jesus? The devil is doing that. He's fighting himself. These people who speak in tongues are passionate for God. 
especially those who use the tongue constantly. They are passionate for God and it changes their lives and their understanding of scripture. I've been there. There was a time in my life I didn't understand anything. The ministers were pouring the words and it's like, what are you talking about? But then there was a change. There was a change because of the presence of the Holy Spirit. This is what the Bible says in Mark chapter 15, verse 15 and 17. And he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved. But he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs, and these signs, and these signs follow those who believe. Are you a believer? What sign do you have? Hello? What sign do you have? In my name they shall cast out demons. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall speak in tongues. You know, years ago I was in, 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 back in my country. And uh, my family, they, they were still watching me to see how this Christian stuff is going to go. And uh, my brothers, uh, they, they liked to trap me. And two Jehovah's Witnesses came to our door and knocked and wanted to preach to me and convert me to be a Christian. So my brother was happy about it. He says, good luck. There are two people wanting to talk to you. Please come out. He wants to see who is going to win in this battle. (laughs) So I came out. I said, ah, you guys want to talk to me about Christ? He said, yeah. I said to them, and and believe me, no plan. Just God giving me words. I said to them, how can you tell me to become a Christian when you are not? They were like, what did you say? I said, yeah, yeah, you are not a Christian. There was the, the main disciple and his follower, two of them. I confused both of them. The, the follower, I don't think he'll go back to that church anymore. He's over for him. And I said, yeah, 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 you are not a Christian. And I said, oh, oh, you're surprised about that because you can see in their faces. How dare you? I said, oh, I'll show it to you. Give me your Bible. They have a Jehovah's Witness Bible. I said, give me your Bible. It says, these signs shall follow those who believe. Do you agree with that? Yes. I said, okay. Uh, 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 Which of the signs do you have? Uh, And I said to them, the first guy, I said, they shall cast out devils. And I said, have you ever cast out a devil? No. He said, I said, okay. Didn't I tell you you're not a Christian? I said, they shall speak with tongues. He says, do you ever speak in tongues? That was crazy for him. He says, what? No. He said, but I told you you're not a Christian. And I went down the line. I said, you guys are confused. The new disciple was shaking his head. This is really right. <laughs> We're confused. I said, young man, please go and let God help you. You are not Christians. And they had no word to say. Now, do I believe if you don't speak in tongues, you are not a Christian? I didn't, but for that case, I used it. If you want to fight with me, that's okay. But I used it. I used it. And I got them confused. I knew for sure the new disciple is not going back to that church. He knew it's not. Believers never stop speaking with other tongues. It's never stopped. Through the ages, only liars in the church that crept in started telling us we don't need the Holy Spirit. How can you say you don't need the Holy Spirit? You cannot be holy without the Holy Spirit. 
How can a man be holy without the Holy Spirit? You sinned. You can't. You don't have the way to do it. It's got to be the Holy Spirit. He is the one God sent to us. And we have to depend on Him to help us. We cannot help ourselves. That's why Jesus called Him the Helper. The Helper. Because we can't, when it comes to spiritual things, you can't do it. You just don't have it. You got to depend on Him. The more you depend on Him, the more you can accomplish in the kingdom of God. The more you depend on your own understanding and your wisdom and your training and all of that, the less you do for the kingdom of God. Because you can't do it. How can you change somebody's life by talking to them? You can't change a person's life by talking to them. But I've seen God change people's lives in this church. Completely transformed. Because of the word of God. Did I do it? No. The word of God and the Holy Spirit, working with the word of God, changed their lives. Filled them with the Holy Spirit. Now you hear things and I'm thinking, this, this guy, how, you, how did you come about this so quickly? Amen. Transformed because of the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 10, verse 34. The Bible, t- the experts tell us, you know, uh, doctors in theology. They tell us that, that every chapter in the, in the uh, uh, book of Acts, uh, of the apostles, every chapter represents one year. That's what they tell us. And they're right. Because when we read the scripture, we're thinking, oh, it happened last week, and the 10th chapter just happened yesterday. No, these were years that went by. And in Acts chapter 10, that's 10 years after, the disciples had received the Holy Spirit. Ten years after. All the experts agree. That's what the Bible says. God spoke to Peter, I want you now to turn to Gentiles. Not Gentiles that became, you know, part of the Jewish community. No, this just took of Gentiles. And God had appeared to Cornelius. Because he, he, he had been in Jerusalem and he loved God. And God has no respect of people. And God sent an angel to him. And said, send for Peter. And God, you know the story. Peter saw, you know, this thing coming from heaven. And God said, arise. And then the Holy Spirit said to him, you go. Not Jesus, the Holy Spirit did. It says, then Peter opened his mouth. When he got to them, he says, in truth. Because Cornelius told him, the angel told me to send for you. And gave me your address. Where to find you. And then the Holy Spirit went to Peter and told him, you got to go. Don't ask a question. And Peter obeyed. And so Peter, after he heard Cornelius, he began to speak. He opened his mouth and said, in truth, I perceive that God shows no partiality. No matter who you are, you can get to God if you want it. He's not going to force you. He'll leave you to yourself until you decide, I want God. It will, it, will, it will guide your rights if you want to go to hell. He will guide your right to go to hell if you want to. But once you change your mind, it's right there. It's your choice. I place before you life and death. You choose. So God will guide whatever you choose. But Peter understand, understood God does not show partiality. But in every nation, even the United States, in every nation... Wherever, uh, wherever, whoever fears him and works righteousness is accepted with him. 
the word which God sent to, his ch- to the children of Israel, preaching peace through Jesus Christ. He is the Lord of all. He began to preach to them. I'm sure Peter was thinking in his mind, these are Gentiles, they don't understand anything. I got to just keep preaching to them. So, and the Holy Spirit said, Peter, you are going too long with this matter. That's the way I see it. He says, he tells us in the same chapter, in verse 44, while Peter was still speaking these words, and the Holy Spirit cut him off, the Holy Spirit fell upon all those who heard the word. Ten years later, he fell upon all those who heard the word, and, do, and those of the circumcision who believed were astonished. Did they see the Holy Spirit fall on them? No. What made them astonished? Why were they so shocked to see what was going on? I'm sure they didn't see the Holy Spirit like they saw in, in, uh, on the day of Pentecost. That was then. God was just showing what it was. After that, nobody saw the tongues anymore. It's not recorded in scriptures. And in Acts chapter 8, they had, re- they had received the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 9, Paul received the Holy Spirit. But no, no clothing tongues of fire. None of that. So the disciples couldn't see that. How did they know the Holy Spirit was there? How? They were astonished. According to the scriptures, as many as came with Peter, including Peter, they were all shocked. Why? Because the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on the Gentiles also. How? For because they heard them speak. Hello? They heard, the only way they could tell it, they heard them speak. Ten years later, the believers were still maintaining it. That tells me God wants this to be with the church. This is the way the church is supposed to be. Regardless of your opinion, and I really don't care about your opinion if it's contrary to what God says. If your opinion agrees with that, I'll stand with you. Any day. But that's what it says. That's the only way they were able to tell. And that's the only way we can tell today. If I can tell any other way, it's against the scriptures and it's not right. It's not right. Everyone can speak in tongues. The thing about Cornelius' home, Cornelius was not by himself alone. He invited everyone that he knew. Some of them probably were not following God like Cornelius was, but they were there. And just by them being present and understanding the word and listening to Peter, they were also filled and they all spoke in tongues. Every one of them. Some people say, well, I have this gift and you have that gift. Well, tell me your gift. I need to know what your gift is. So mine is speaking in tongues and the other one is drinking of deadly poison. Just give me deadly poison and I'll I'll be alive. But if you speak in tongues, if you drink the poison, you're going to die. But for me, I have the gift of drinking poison. That's silly. That is silly. The gift for everybody. For every one of us. (laughs) It's like he has the gift of healing. So somebody comes for healing on Sunday. Say, oh, sorry, sir. Uh, why don't you come next Sunday? The gift of healing is left church. He's on vacation. No. No. We all have it. Because we have the Holy Spirit. We all have it. I don't care if somebody's looking up to me for what. I'm just a servant of God, just like you. You can do what I do. 
and more. And it's better that way. If all of us can do everything the pastors can do, we will be in cloud nine. That's that's, That's why we go to church, to learn to grow, not to stay where you are. Be just like me and more. I won't be jealous. I'll love it. I taught you everything you know. <laughs> oh, yes. Everything you know and more. I taught you. <laughs> I remember once uh, T.L. Osborne was with John Osteen. And John, uh, <clears throat> John Osteen said, Yes, T.L. Osborne, known all over the world at that time. And he said, He's going to be preaching to you today. I taught him everything. I was like, Everything he knows. Everybody busted out laughing. <laughs> that's, not, that's not possible. This is a world-renowned evangelist known everywhere in the world. You can't be the one that taught him. And T.L. Osborne himself, he laughed about that. It's wonderful. Acts chapter 19. And then that scripture of real important that the, the speaking in tongues never left. That's 19 years after. 19 years after. They were still maintaining speaking with other tongues and receiving the Holy Spirit. How can we change that? In our day. Because now we got technology. We are able to get to the moon. But you can't deal with uh, the coronavirus. Oh yeah. We've been to the moon and back. A little virus is turning every, the whole world. That tells us we don't have it. No matter how smart you think you are, you don't have it. You got to depend on God. Acts 19. It says, and it happened while Apollos was in Corinth that Paul, having passed through the upper region, my time is up, came to Ephesus and finding some disciples, notice he found some what? Would they be, would they be Christians? Answer me, please. They are disciples. He found some disciples. Were they Christians? Disciples will be what? Christians. Now, notice what the question he asked them. The question he asked Christians. I mean, he was aware they were Christians. Right? He found some disciples. In Ephesus. And finding some disciples, he said to them, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believe? I thought when I believe, I already have the Holy Spirit. What kind of a silly question is that? So you can believe and have received Christ... And still not have received the Holy Spirit. According to the scripture. According to the scripture. You can be able. I mean many of us have received. So it's just I'm giving you something you can write down. So you can tell somebody else. Okay. <laughs> you already know this. But tell somebody else. Maybe you don't. But maybe it's open your mind. So you can share with people. And they will receive. They will receive. He said to them. Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? So they said to him, We have not so much as heard whether there is a Holy Spirit. That's strange. How could they not have heard that there is a Holy Spirit? They knew of Jesus, but Holy Spirit, they didn't know anything about that. So there is a reason for that. And then Paul wanted to know, how come you didn't know the Holy, uh, the Holy Spirit? So he said to them, into what then were you baptized? How were you baptized? Because if you were baptized according to what Jesus said, you will be baptized in the name of the Father and of the Son 
and of the Holy Spirit. This guy said, we've never even known about whether there is a Holy Spirit. What are you talking about? They were baptized differently. You know, according to the scriptures. Into what then were you baptized? They said, uh, you know, and Paul said, they said to Paul, uh, Paul, into John's baptism. So John just baptized them once they believed. He, he dunked them. And they came out, they were believers. The disciples of John probably baptized them, told them, Jesus is the Messiah. He died, he rose again. But they never really contacted the disciples. So this is what happened. Then Paul said, John indeed baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying to the, the people that they should, be, they, should, they should believe on him who would come after him, that is on Christ Jesus, which the people have done. He says, when they heard this, they were baptized in the name of Jesus. In other words, they were baptized into Christ, just like we were baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And when Paul had laid his hands, don't tell me Paul didn't lay his hand on them when he baptized them. He had to touch them. But this was different. When Paul had laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them and they spoke with tongues and prophesied. After Paul laid his hand, and there were 12 of them, 12 of them, every single one of them spoke in tongues. Some people said, this is my gift, that's not your, that's your gift. But if I were the, the 12 and 11 were speaking in tongues, and I'm standing there looking at them, I says, Paul, what did you do wrong with concerning me? How come these guys are speaking in tongues and I'm just standing here? Do something, Paul. Do something. Do something. And in Acts chapter 2, 120 of them, every single one of them received. There is no one that didn't speak in tongues. Otherwise, two of them will be watching the other speaking in tongues and say, did God forget us? What's going on? This is from God. This is from God. Amen? I'm going to stop here today because I'm continuing next week. I have a lot to say. I still have another page, full page. That's right. But this is truth. And today, if you're here today and you have never spoken in tongues, this is your day. It's your day. And I've, it's funny, there was a lady, uh, I was in a, a little town in Nigeria where I was preaching. There was a lady that had a problem, sick for 25 years. I didn't pray for healing. I prayed for them to receive the Holy Spirit. She received the Holy Spirit, the sickness left. Just, just like that. She kept it until the last day. In Nigeria, there are people that are very grateful to God. She brought a special offering to thank the Lord. And I said, how were you healed? Not when I was praying for the sick. It was just, I prayed for them to receive the Holy Spirit. She started speaking in tongues. And 25 years of sickness, totally gone in a second. I didn't know what was going on. I had no clue. All I was doing was to help them receive the Holy Spirit. And the Spirit did what he had to do. The preacher usually gets the credit. But believe me, I didn't know what was going on. <laughs> it's the Holy Spirit that does it. Amen? He gets the credit. So if you're here today and you've never spoken in tongues, this is your day. God instructed me how to pray with people years ago when I was in Georgia in college. And I tried it once. It was a, an oriental person. Thank God for Rosalind. Rosalind. 
she was the first one I prayed with somebody to, to pray in tongues. I had learned a lot. And I said, God, how do I do this? So I, bold, I was bold. I came out. I'm going to pray for you to receive the Holy Spirit. And they look at you. Who? You? <laughs> yes. And no, none of the other Americans were willing to risk that. <laughs> Not for good luck. But Rosalind was willing. And she received. And after that, I got so many clients. <laughs> to receive. And so God instructed me on what to do. And if you haven't received the Holy Spirit, I don't want you to come up here. Stay where you are. But you're going to speak in tongues today. Okay. Because that's what God says. God told me then, he said, son, if you can convince them to receive, they will receive. And I believed him. And I've done it ever since. And people have received all over. Sometimes up to 75 people at once. I don't have to touch them. So if you want to receive today, Bible tells us in, uh, in um, Luke chapter 11, I believe, beginning from verse 9, it says, Ask and it shall be given to you. Everyone who asks, receive. Uh, it, it tells us basically, <clears throat> if you ask, you're going to receive. It actually went down and said, How much more, verse 13, how much more shall your, your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? How much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? If your children ask for bread, you give them bread. You don't give them something evil. If a child is hungry and is asking for bread, you're not going to say, you know, daddy has enough for bread in the house. Can you wait till next week? And I give you all the bread you want. The child will say, daddy, I'm hungry. We got bread. Can I have bread? No. I just want you to wait till next week to see if you're really sincere that you want bread. That's silly. God's going to give you the Holy Spirit today. Amen? Every one of us. Would you please stand? This is what God instructed me to do. He said to me, which I've done all over. He said to me, convince them, let them be willing to pray. And he said... Let them ask for the Holy Spirit. Fulfill that scripture. How much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Uh, Teresa, I think it's Luke 11 verse 13. Put it up if you can. And it's been a long time. It says in verse 13, If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly father give what? The Holy Spirit to those who ask him. I need you to do that today. Trust in God's word and do that. Forget everything you've been taught in the past and let God do this for you. Not only that, but from this day, spend me at least 10 to 15 minutes just nothing in tongues. Your mind may wander. Sometimes thinking of hamburgers, but don't let it bother you. Just continue to speak in tongues. And, and don't worry about that because it's your mind. It's your spirit that is praying. And I'm going to talk about that next week. We don't know what to pray for as we ought. The spirit does be praying for us. Okay, so ask him. And then after you've asked him, I'm going to ask you or commend you, God said, command them to speak in tongues. 
you start speaking, tell them to join in. And uh, they will receive. There will not be a split second. Once you open your mouth to speak, not your language, don't say thank you, Jesus. There's another time for thank you, Jesus. This is a different one. Just begin to speak whatever comes to you. Remember what the scripture says? Unless you are converted and become like a child, you're not going to be a part of the kingdom. Children do stuff, da, 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 and then we rejoice. Oh, he's speaking. No, he's not. He's just making silly noise. But we rejoice in that. Our Heavenly Father is the same. Amen? Whatever comes out of your mouth, you are a believer. It's going to happen. Amen? For those of us. And everyone, I, I want everyone to start speaking in tongues at the same time. After we prayed, I will ask, I will start speaking in tongues. Every one of you join me. And you don't hesitate because you are part of us. Amen? And those of you watching at home as well, do the same thing. Pray with me today. God has confirmed this all over the world. In England, I've seen so many people receive the Holy Spirit just like I'm doing now. And in Africa, there's multitudes, different people, from church to church. I can't never, I can't even tell you the number of people I've seen receive just like you're going to receive today. Amen? Are we ready? Are we ready? All right, all right. So let's pray to our Father, okay? Eyes closed, everybody here. If you're not a Christian, just say, God, forgive me. I want what the preacher is talking about. That's good enough. Amen? I want what the preacher is. When you desire it, God is going to give to you. Amen? Regardless of who you are, if you're here, you can. Pray with me. Say these words. Heavenly Father, I thank you for saving me. I believe that Jesus is the Lord and my Savior. Jesus, I confess you as my Lord and my Savior. And I understand from your word that you are the one who baptizes in the Holy Spirit. Lord, I desire that right now. Fill me with the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus according to the scriptures and enable me to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gives utterance. Thank you, Lord. I believe you've heard my prayer. I believe I have received the Holy Spirit and I thank you for the Holy Spirit. I believe I can speak in tongues now. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm going to obey the, God, the Lord and I'm going to pray for you right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, according to the promise that I believe you gave to me, you said they will speak with other tongues. Just command them to join you. In the name of Jesus, I release the gift of tongues to everyone that's hearing my voice right here, both here and at home. They can receive the Holy Spirit just as I'm speaking right now. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, everybody, join me. Speak in tongues. Reba kanda leba kando reba sebaba rose kende reba baba baya sekatariba rose konde lebaba. Don't hesitate. Speak. Don't be afraid. Speak. Rose kende leba. Don't don't mind about what coming out of your mouth. You won't understand what you're saying. But speak in tongues by faith. Only by faith. Kando rose kete reba kando leba si mando rose konde leba si rose kando leba kanda leba si. Open your mouth and begin to speak. Don't hesitate. 
If you are hesitating, there is fear in your life and you need to be delivered from fear. For the Bible says, God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. You have a sound mind. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You may sound like it's uh, a little going slowly, but don't hesitate. It's your Father's gift to you. It's your Father's gift. Don't hesitate. Your life's going to change. I'm telling you, God, there's, go- there's a transformation taking place in your life right now as you use that gift. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. <laughs> I so believe God. I so believe God. We are His children, and He loves us dearly. We don't have to fear. No devil will speak through you ever. That's what people fear the most. What if the devil gets to me? <laughs> you mean God blinked? He needed to blink and the devil just took advantage of that blink. No. God will not give a stone when a child is asking for bread. No. So receive today. How many of you received today? How many of you can speak in tongues? But you see your hand up right now? Yes, you can speak. Thank you, Jesus. Pastor Larry, come and help me close, please. Thank you, Lord. Appreciate everybody being here today, and thank all of you for your organization and um, the separation. Uh, it's not by fear that we do it, but it's by obedience that we try to follow. Uh, those things that have been put out for us. And we want to continue doing that as you came in today. Uh, you came in at different times that we didn't have a lot of congregating. People came in and went to their seats. But always after church, there's always that time that we date that mad dash to the back. And then everybody congregates in the foyers and we violate. We don't want to violate, right? We want to honor people. We want to honor you today. And let's, let's dismiss orderly and let's go as we move, let's move out. If you want to talk to somebody, you want to social distance here in the order, just find you a place that you can social distance. But let's not congregate as we begin to go out. Let's go out. Let's move out as, as you're ready to move. I'm going to dismiss you in prayer, so we're going to be dismissed in prayer. But I just want to give you that instruction. You did so well, and we don't want to lose all of that in just when we're leaving. So may the Lord richly bless you. And remember to meet those. We want to give a special invitation. We've had about around 20, 25 people that come on our um, our prayer that come during the week. We're now going to once a week, and it's going to be on Tuesday nights at 7 o'clock. Uh, they send out a notification, tells you how to get into Zoom. Just download Zoom, get on it. We have a great time together, and we want to keep the prayer going because God is moving mightily. So would you bow your heads with me as we dismiss in prayer. Father, we thank you, Lord, for the, today. We thank you, Lord, for those that have been filled with the Holy Spirit today. We thank you, Lord, for those that have come into your presence, Lord, and come to know you as their personal Savior. I thank you, Lord, for health in our bodies. I thank you, Lord, that any person standing here right now that was sick when they came will be healed right now in the name of Jesus. That no sickness, no suffering, no pain can be in this body of believers because, Lord, we have been praying for weeks that you would watch over us, not just for this coronavirus, 
coronavirus, but God, that no sickness can enter this sanctuary. And anyone here, Lord, will be totally and completely healed through the power of the Holy Spirit. We declare that in your word because you said, Lord, if we said it and agree that it would be accomplished. And we agree together. And I know that there's at least one other person that can agree with me. And we agree, Lord, right now that no sickness, no pain, no suffering will be in this body. And everyone is healed right now in Jesus' name. God, go with us. Keep us in your... Keep us in your hands. Be back, bring us back Wednesday and next Sunday. And God will give you all the praise, all the glory, and all the honor in the name of Jesus. And everybody said, Amen. God bless you. And please uh, leave orderly. Thank you.